Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today I want to unpack a thought called hammers and highlighters. What do I mean by this? Well, there are some things in life that we need to take hammers to. In other words, we need to smash them, we need to break them, we need to tear them down. And then there are others that we need to highlight. In other words, we need to take note of them, we need to respect them. And the significance of discerning between the two, I think, is huge. Not only because you want to know how to engage with these things, but from a mental health perspective, you need to know, hey, what do I need to break through and what do I need to respect? And so we're going to talk about hammers and highlighters today. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. As far as possible, we'll be releasing this podcast every Tuesday. And the point of it is for us to just grab some coffee or tea, uh, perhaps in the car on the way to work or dropping your kids off at school, perhaps even in gym. Let's just spend 10, 15 minutes together speaking about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus. So if you haven't yet, why don't you subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on, perhaps give this a share, and let's dive into today's session. Again, I want to speak into something that's going to really impact our mental health space, right? We know that in our world, we're in the midst of a mental health revival, which is, is a good thing, right? People are more aware of our mental health than ever before because I think the world we live in has become very harsh to our mental health. It's a harsh environment to our mental health. As I look around, I see a swell of people coming to churches for healing in their hearts and minds because the world seems to be like a greater to our peace, to our sanity. In life, there are things that happen to us that we never planned and never thought we would have to navigate. And I know that many of us are trying to navigate that space, but I'm not talking about that today. Okay, I'm not talking about how to navigate those kinds of things. We've spoken much, quite a bit about that today. But today I want to ask some questions, talk about the concept of boundaries and limitations. In the Pentecostal and charismatic world, we often speak about breaking limits, pushing through our boundaries. And this is often our default. And often we can't fathom that there might be another approach to this. We celebrate those who seemingly break off every limitation and do the impossible. And we want our lives to be similar. However, for many centuries, there's also been this perspective within the church globally that certain limits are healthy and should be respected. This informed uh, some prayers and practices of the early church and monasteries. There are limitations in scripture that help us and guide us towards Christ-likeness. And so we can see that in our church history, we've, we've employed both the hammer and the highlighter. But the question is, how do we know which is which? Which limitation needs a hammer and which a highlighter? This is the thought for us this morning. So how do we discern? How do we see the difference? So I want to, to unpack the first one. How do we know if something needs a hammer? I want to tell you a bit of a story. There is this thing called an SRB. It's a rocket on the side of the space shuttle that America used for a long time to go into space. Many of you might remember the, the image. There's this massive orange rocket in the middle, the two smaller white rockets on the side, and then the shuttle is attached to the side of it. Those rockets are there in order to get the shuttle out into outer space. You need to get into an incredible speed, and those rockets and that fuel help the shuttle get into um, uh, get beyond the Earth's gravitational pull. Now, these rockets, these SRBs, are the two smaller white rockets on the side of the big orange one. And these rockets are designed and manufactured, or they were, by a company called Theocol in Utah in America. The engineers in this company were said to have wanted to design these rockets differently. Um, they wanted them to have a different shape, but they were limited. 
the, the in order for them to get the rockets from Utah, the factory in Utah, to the launch, pla- launch pad, they had to be transported via train. The problem with that is that the train that went from Utah to the launch pad had to go through a nearby tunnel that went through a mountain. Now, the tunnel was only slightly wider than the train tracks, and so could only be uh, the, the, the rocket could only be so wide um, in order to get through the tunnel. The width of a railroad in America is four feet, eight and a half inches. In other words, uh, or in a different way of measurement, it is 1,4351 meters wide. This is supremely random. This is a very random measurement. And if you think about what we're saying here is that those rockets had to be just slightly wider than that to fit through a tunnel that was defined by the width of the railway. The reason the railway was 1,4351 meters is because the British built the railways in America. And this was the measurement they had used in England. No one thought that coming to a new country, a new continent, you could use a different, meet, uh, a different measurement. No, they just used the same one they'd used in England. The reason this measurement was used in England was because the same people who built the railway in England were the people who built the trams that preceded the railway. And this is the measurement they used, 1,4351 meters. The reason this was the measurement they used is because they used the same spacing the wagons used. And the, the wagon spacing, the wheels on wagons, were 1,4351 meters apart. Why did the wagons use that measurement? Well, the wagons used this because they had to travel on some very old ruts, on some very old roads that ran throughout England and Europe. And if they had been any different sizes, they would have broken, they would have been unstable. So they used that measurement, 1,4351 meters, because that was the measurement between the ruts in the old roads. Well, where did the ruts come from? Great question. The first roads in England were made by the Roman Legion. They used war chariots, and those chariots began the ruts. And so the width of the Roman war chariot determined the width of the wagons, which determined the width of the trams and the rails and all that, etc., etc. The reason this width was used for the Roman war chariots is because 1,4351 meters was just wide enough to fit two war horses' bums in. Think about that. Two horses' rear ends were a defining measurement for the Roman war chariot, which then defined the wagon, which then defined the tram, which then defined the railway in England, which then defined the railway in America, which then defined the width of the rocket that we use to get into space. Think about that. Some of the most advanced technology that took humanity beyond the confines of gravity was limited by how big two Roman war horses' rear ends were. At any point, civilization could have stopped and said, wait, hang on a sec. Does this make sense? Is 1,4351 meters the best measurement we can come up with? No one stopped. No one stopped when a new infrastructure was developed. No one stopped when a new generation came. No one stopped, stopped to ask or challenge or change. And so a limit from ancient Rome limited the space shuttle program. What are some of the things that we just accept as limitations that, if we were honest, make no sense anymore? What limits have shaped who we are and what we do, but when we look back, they were limits that made sense years ago, but not today? Think about it. Where are we trying to go to the moon, still operating according to a two-horse bum limitation? Where are we trying to reach new communities, do church, do business, do family in new ways, but we're still limited by two horses' generations that are, that are still limiting us? 
Now, before we get into this whole conversation about this, I want you to know that that's only half the conversation. How do you know if a limitation needs a hammer? Well, it's a two-horse kind of limitation. It's something that made sense generations ago, but it doesn't make sense today. And if all we did was focus on that part of the equation, man, we would have great things that we would be breaking through that was actually going to hurt us. But there's a second part to this. We need to understand it's hammers and highlighters. Don't walk away now thinking, hey, I'm going to take a hammer to everything. No, no. There's a highlighter part to this as well. I've mentioned that I like to read quite a bit. I read about a book a week, and I try to read books that come from a wide array of subjects. And like everyone, sometimes I get tired and bored with a specific book. But because of my OCD, I have to finish them. I can't just stop a bad book. And I remember a little while ago complaining to God, saying, God, why? Why am I reading books that, that aren't adding to me, that aren't adding any validity, that aren't shaping me? And, and in that moment of moaning, God kind of gave me this image, and he showed me a picture of a rock, and he showed me that every time I read a book, what I was doing is I was placing a chisel in the hand of my creator, and he was forming me and creating me to be more like him. And so every book is an opportunity for him to chisel away. And I said, but okay, God, I get that. That's beautiful. That's amazing. But what about the books I don't agree with? What about the books that I want to just put down and I don't want to engage with? And he showed me that those are the kind of books that I won't allow to chisel me. Those are the kind of books that I won't allow to shape me. And whether that's from, a, and there's a couple of options here. There's one option might be that I'm arrogant or proud and I don't want to be changed because I like that edge. But there's another side is that, hey, there are some edges in my life that God doesn't want me to compromise on. There are some limits that he doesn't want me to sacrifice. And so sometimes when I read a book I disagree with, what it's actually revealing is that's an edge, that's a boundary that I shouldn't break. In Proverbs 22 verse 28, we read this, do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. There are some boundaries that need to be respected and highlighted, not changed. Think about it. There are only 24 hours a day. If I'm trying to fit 25 hours worth of stuff in 24 hours, I'm disregarding a, a, a limit that should be highlighted. You need sleep. You need it. If you're trying to live a life without sleep, you are ignoring a healthy boundary. The Bible tells us that we should enjoy the Sabbath. That's a boundary. There are boundaries in relationships like you cannot have sex outside the confines of marriage. In terms of finances, a good boundary is living off less than you earn. Another boundary for our physical health is we need to eat well, exercise. These are limitations that are not two-horse limitations. These are good limitations. These are holy limitations. So in other words, if a limitation is something that needs to be broken, here's something that I came up with. A limitation that is to be broken is one that diverts me from getting where God is taking me or one that is trying to shape me into a version of myself that's useless for where God is calling me to go. Think about that. A limitation is one that, that a limitation that needs to be broken is one that's either taking me in the wrong direction or one that is making me the wrong person in for where I'm going. The second one is a, highlight, a, a limitation that's to be highlighted is one that gets me to where God wants me to go and one that shapes me into the person that's the right version of me when I get to where I need to go. And I know those are a mouthful. Another way of thinking about it is this. Something that needs to be broken is often defined by our vision. Something that needs to be respected is often defined by our values. Vision and values. So let me ask you a question as we close this off. Is there something in your world, is there a barrier, uh, an obstacle, a limitation that you know 
is actually the best thing for you. You know it needs to be highlighted. Perhaps there's one that needs to be smashed and not broken. You, you, you know that there's a limitation in your life that's a healthy one that, that, that you know you need to respect. Or there might be one that you know has limited you. It's a two-horse limitation and you need to break through that limitation. Man, I, I, I pray that this week, every time you see a highlighter, perhaps every time you see a hammer, you'd be reminded that it's both and. It's not either or. Not every limitation needs to be respected and not every limitation needs to be broken. Some are healthy, some are not. Some are two-horse limitations, some are divine limitations. And so my prayer for all of you today is, is that as you go through life, as you navigate what this world looks like, you would understand and be able to discern the difference between the two. Don't be limited by two horses, but don't destroy holy limitations. God bless you. Have an amazing week, and we will